counts me down in three, two, and we're here, all fudged up. We have our co-host, Shaylee. Hi, Shaylee. Hello, hello. Hey, Shaylee. No, not Zuri. <laughs> What's going on here? Stop. Okay, stop. No. Okay. <laughs> Can you guys hear me? Yeah. I don't know why my computer took Shaylee as. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> you know, some days. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's one of those. I can relate. <laughs> a lot of... Oh, the last time I tried to do a webinar, my computer kept freezing entirely and I kept trying to restart it, but I couldn't even find a key to restart it. It was like I, I was having panic attacks. <laughs> Your brand new computer. Why does oh this function oh, yeah. properly? <laughs> Sometimes the universe just says no. Yeah. Uh -huh. Uh -huh. Yeah. Let me guess. It was the something that you like. Decides on these things if it works out or not. We just try our best. Oh yeah. <laughs> no, um, I was gonna say it was probably something that you were like really interested in too, huh? Oh, of course. Yeah. I mean, I'm trying to relay <laughs> information to people waiting for my every word. <laughs> Oh, you were leading it. That's even better. Yes, yes. <laughs> yeah. Okay, make, Mary Beth. Make, we're going to get better, though. Swear yes, to God. Yes, yes, yes. I, I will start. Fixes. Yes, I will start with introducing yes. you. Okay. Um, since I don't think we've we've covered that yet, and we're going to leave all of this in. It's going to be awesome. I can't wait to listen to it. <laughs> um, Mary Beth Sanchez from Dr. Zimes, the amazing Dr. Zimes. This is correct. <laughs> it's so nice to meet you. It's very nice to meet you both. Thank you. I I'm just I'm just so excited. I can't believe that you're here talking to us. I can't believe like all I did was I sent a DM and they were like, send an email, and I'm like, uh-huh. <laughs> It definitely oh, no. seems like a whim. Yeah, like we didn't know that it was going to actually happen or not, but we are very thankful to have you here. Yes, well, they're you. very friendly company, so they're easy to talk to, easy to approach. It's one of the things I like about them. Yeah. So how, how long, long have you been with Dr. Oh, she's already on it, too. How long? <laughs> yeah, you been no, I was going to ask the same thing. <laughs> um, well, see, ever since they started being Dr. Zymes, I, I have been kind of with them because I originally helped the owner with the beta testing for the product. So, I've, you know, I, I can't say that I'm not really like an official employee. I kind of work with them in a, in a friendly basis because I uh, was in, acquainted with the owner for some time before she started this business. And I've always been in the horticultural industry. At this time, I was uh, working in a nursery. And so she knew I had I, plants all of all kinds available to do beta testing on. And at her own home, we beta tested together for cleaning stuff, which we may talk about later in the interview. Um, but that's kind of how I started with them. And I think that was around 2014 or so. I'm kind of thinking that's. You know, don't trust my brains at my age. But I think it was around that time that uh, she say, began to develop that product. Nice. I say approximations are close enough at this point. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's a long awesome. time. Yeah. So as a horticulture advisor, what does like beta t testing look like? You know, when you're developing a product, is it just a bunch of trial and error? Did, exactly. You know, what makes Dr. Zayn really so is. great? Well, what, you know, because like I said, I had access to all the different plants and I could test it on different plants and different insects and things as they came along and see what uh, ratios worked in the mixing and what, uh, you know, things it worked on, what things it didn't work on. And, and as it turned out, it's really good for killing small, soft bodied sucking insects like the aphids and the uh, those microscopic mites and the little uh, the spider mites and. Uh, tiny little things like that, it, uh, fungus, gnat larvae, it's good at killing that kind of thing. Uh, it's not great at killing big uh, hard shell things like, you know, beetles. and uh, I, You can kill slugs and snails with it, but it takes so long, and I'm just not into that long, drawn-out, <laughs> slow death. 
it, it bothers me somewhat. And you have to use so much. It's really not the most effective way to do, you know, certain kinds of pests that if you used enough of it, it would work, but it's just not practical for absolutely everything. So it isn't really marketed in that way. It's marketed for what it does best. Uh, powder mold and mildew, it also is really good for the pathogenic mold and mildews. I like, you know, people kind of lump them into the fungus world, but nowadays scientists have actually made them into separate kingdoms because they really are very different. But uh, those are the kind that the Dr. Symes is very good at killing. And it is not killing the beneficial fungus, which is like terrifies people because they don't want to kill their beneficial fungus. You know. Right. Got a lot of living growers out there. <laughs> yes. I, I um, grow in soil with organics. And there um, go. I know Shaylee does um, the soil with like a synganic. <laughs> yes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. But it sounds like it's good for the indoor grower, for especially Whoops. cannabis in that case, because those are some of the common pests that you see. Now, maybe not so much slugs and stuff, unless you're growing outdoors, but, you know, I'm sure they have pro extra stuff you have to buy for that. I have never, I have no experience outgrow outdoor growing, so. Uh, well, for me, I'm primarily an outdoor grower because I was uh, raised as a farmer's daughter in a multi-generational farming family and you know farming is thing you do outdoors and you know, <laughs> growing plants is outdoor work and yeah. it's always been a seasonal thing for me and so you know i feel sorry for intergrowers because they have to work all the year around and i have a whole half break to. during the winter <laughs> yeah and yeah i do it is a, a different kind of thing now they both really do face the same kind of challenges but they face them in different ways and you know, although the indoor grower has more control over their climate, they're still going to have pests. They still have mold and mildew. They still have all those insects infesting them terribly. And, you know, of course, the worst ones they have are the ones that are Dr. Symes is most famous for killing, which are those yeah. little microscopic and tiny yes. little sucking doggone darling creatures. I uh, don't know what went wrong with my camera, by the way. It just right. suddenly went purple. I am the purple yeah. woman. That's fine. <laughs> It's a lovely yeah. shade, so that's we can okay. still hear For you, those and that's of you all that matters. Who, yeah, those of you who can only hear us, it matters not. <laughs> uh, we only, yeah, we only do audio. We don't, we do exactly. the, yeah, we like, the cameras are good um, when talking to each other. It's easier to yeah. see when it's kind of your turn, but um, yeah, this, we, this is only a, the audio show. I, I feel that in it, We're like, kind of. not big yet. Well, and it forced, I like it in that because like when I'm listening to podcasts, um, like I just want people to be able to tell a story, you know, with their words. Well, and I like to listen to them while I'm working. And if I have to exactly. keep, keep looking, I, then it distracts me from my work. It's, yeah, I can get as exactly. much out of the audio as I possibly can. I'm happy. <laughs> yeah. And like, you know, I mean, maybe at a certain point it might be, you know, something that we look into, but yeah, for now it's just, I just like it as an audio thing, you know, just to kind of keep it like that. But, um, so, so it's good for indoor, outdoor for both yes. reasons, for the small yes. pests, for the yes. insecticide, fungicide, right. um, and spider mites are everywhere, those little creeps. Ugh, oh. I, I, had it, I had it twice that I had to deal with, and Dr. Zimes oh. took care of it. So, oh. Well, there's like, one people... thing about the product is that the sooner you can start, what I always tell yes. people is, as soon as your plants come in, treat them as if they're infested, even if they're right. perfectly clean, and then that way they never will get an infestation. Right. And, you know, yeah. you may be doing a little bit of weekly maintenance on them, but at least you're not having that horrible headache of looking at your leaves and seeing, oh, my God, what yeah, have I no. got here now? Exactly. It's really I... a heartbreak. And it usually doesn't get really bad till you're close to flowering. And, you know, that breaks <laughs> yeah. everybody's heart. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> not does, what you want to uh... see. Yeah, no, not at all. Like, I definitely I had brought in a lemon tree. And, um, I didn't quarantine it. I didn't soak oh. it with, yeah. And I, I, and then I cleared up that, but then I think a cat might've transmitted. Oh so, boy. Yeah. Pets are yeah, the but, <laughs> notorious yeah. things. But what are you going to do? You can't get rid of your pets. Nobody's going to no. get rid of their pets. 
No, but it's good that Dr. Zimes is all natural. So it doesn't, you know, in case they do get into it, you know, I mean, obviously too much would be a bad thing, but just a little bit, little spray yes. or something. They're just, Oh no, that's them. totally safe for them. In fact, off label, I want, uh, you know, for my own personal use in the beta testing, I was often washing our dog with it. And it's a fantastic <laughs> thing to wash your dogs with. It oh. definitely kills the fleas and the flea eggs. And it also makes the dog so clean. It smells so good. You just, you know, usually a dog after a bath can often be really stinky. Yeah. That's why you just wanted to stick your nose in there and breathe. It was oh. fantastic. The fur was so shiny bright. It was almost like illuminated from within. I was blown away. Like Another definitely used for a dog wash. Yeah, yeah, absolutely safe. It doesn't sting in the eyes. It, yeah. they, it's not irritating at all on the skin. You can just pour it right on. There's no, like, burning. It's, it's not like a hydrogen peroxide or a, a bleach or something that you put it on your skin and you you really have to protect yourself from that kind of stuff. But yeah. it is uh, ups. It, it, part of why we called it amazing was there's so many things yeah. that did so well. And one oh of the things, boy, washing a dog. Well, people will have washed their chickens in it because of the mites. The same thing. Birds yeah. tend to get mites. And as it kills the mites, uh, it does on the poultry as well. So it has been used a lot in the poultry industry there, which we I thought was how cool was this or catching on. And the birds yes. aren't irritated by it at all. So all that, yeah, go. no, because I've had parrots and I know that they oh, have very delicate respiratory skin, systems. And, yes, and their skin tends to get diseased so easily. Yes, yeah, especially, yeah, because usually they're like in a cage, mm -hmm. you know, all the time. So, yeah. So well, the, the original, yes, the original owner, she had, uh, you know, a lot of, she's a pet rescuer. So she had a lot of cats and a couple of them had some hot spots. They started spraying it on the cat's hot spots and they went away. I think <gasps> it was something created by a bacteria or a mite or something that you can't see uh -huh. with the naked eye that was causing the inflammation on their skin. That sure. they, either they, either it was soothing it so well or it was killing them as it does with the mites. It, it its process is that it dissolves their body so it doesn't poison anything so there's no right. toxic substances in it it just merely dissolves their bodies um it's sort of a i want to say it's an enzymatic action although we're, we're forbidden from the state of california to say such words but uh what happens is it, it is natural product because it is derived from uh, yeast it, that is created. Uh, it creates in the fermentation process of citric acid. And from that, they derive the active ingredients for the Dr. Zymes, which is really in the in the bottle you're getting. It's, you know, like 99% water. There's a percent of the uh, active ingredient there. But it's that powerful that you, even yeah. in that concentration, you still have to dilute it more. Before I was going to say. <laughs> so you're really getting, yeah, a really minuscule amount of uh, citric acid in your thing. But mostly wow. it's the magical power of the of the E word that must not be mentioned mm -hmm. <laughs> mm -hmm. that does dissolving of things. And we kind of mm -hmm. all know that, uh, you know, what dissolves things are enzymes. So even if they can't be named, the state of California apparently has a problem quantifying such things. So they don't mm -hmm. like to to allow labels on things they can't quantify. Mm -hmm. And so that's their would little you, issue. Yeah, I know that like... Would you um, say that it takes... Oh, sorry. <laughs> would uh, you say that it takes a little longer to work because it's all natural? Is that why you suggest um, applying it like as they're young? Or yeah, is, it, yeah. is there it's a difference not, in how fast it works? Right, it's not a super harsh, powerful thing. So it doesn't kill them instantly. It does take a little bit, and that's why we like to coat their bodies and make sure that it, it doesn't dry really, really fast. So we do it either in the evening or when the you know lights are out or something where it's not going to just immediately evaporate off because you want to give it a minute, especially for things like eggs and insects bodies usually have some kind of waxy coating on them, tends to want to slough things off. And if it dries up real fast, there's nothing dripping down to keep, keep it wet, to, to keep it dissolving, to keep it, you know. So that helps. If you can spray in a really lightly, uh, a day where it's just barely sprinkling, that's like ideal. <laughs> or in the <laughs> evening as the sun is setting, you know, or it's gone behind the mountains, you're no longer in direct light. And you're, you're, when you wet something down, it'll stay wet a little longer. Those are ideal conditions for yeah. 
allowing it to work because it does work without any kind of poisons or toxins and and things that sting you and burn you and you know cause you to run in quick get me a flush flushes out we have one customer who was so crazy about revealing this to people he used to rinse his mouth with it and then he said he said one day he said look i'll even swallow some so he actually swallowed some and but what he told us was you don't want to do that because, boy, you have the runs all day. You clean your insides <laughs> out like nobody's business. It kind of really tastes good. <laughs> but it's reassuring yeah. to know that it's that safe that, it it, you know, this man apparently uh, felt comfortable enough. Yeah, and, and he, know, didn't <laughs> he didn't die. He didn't die. Didn't become hospitalized or have gastric surgery. Or, yeah. That would be my slogan. Like, this yeah. stuff won't kill you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it won't kill you. Uh, <laughs> that's amazing so is um, it safe to use in flour then or do you recommend stopping before that before you get to that point no we definitely uh, in fact that's its main claim to flame to flame to fame is that it can be applied during flowering whereas just about nothing else can except straight water and even straight water is a little hazardous because of the mold factor Whereas with the zymes, you eliminate the mold factor because it's going to kill any mold spore that it encounters. It'll just dissolve it. And, and yet it doesn't dissolve the trichomes or, or disturb the terpenes. So this was another thing that very much concerned customers. So of course, if it's dissolving things, what else is it dissolving? And, <laughs> um, so, yeah, we definitely took very close close-ups of the uh, trichomes and things when we're doing all the beta testing and to discover that no lo and behold they're all perfectly intact and fine and in fact people were very impressed after washing their plants with it that they everything was so clean all the stuff that came off and the and the smoke was so clean the product was so clean after the end of the day it you know you taste a difference when you're not polluted by things you didn't even realize how much crap it's like when you vacuum you don't realize how much stuff is really on your floor and you just vacuumed yesterday. You'll say to yourself, you know what I mean? Right. And already I filled that bag again. Are you kidding me? Yeah, it is surprising. <laughs> and even on your plants, because it just floats around in the air indoors or out, you, you know, indoors. I know a customer who said my plants are covered with pet hair because I've got so many pets. <laughs> I get the pet hair all the time. Yes, my pets don't even go down in my grow room, but the hair just winds up. Oh, it goes everywhere. Yes, this is why some people do, in fact, garden naked, which I know Doctor Zimes has. (laughs) But yeah, people will straight up like take off their shirt and whatever, just because they know there's like hair lick whatever and they're gonna be touching and brushing up uh, usually in the upper body region and i do like i you know bending over grabbing picking up the plant in the back and i'm like you know brushing up against the ones in the front yeah Yeah. i'm trying to be better about wearing my hair up when i go in there like i'm stuck my hair in it i'll lean in to kiss the plant and it's like (laughs) eating my hair you know I Doing the guy thing. Yes, I do. Uh-huh. Yeah, you have to tell them that you love them and show them the affection. Otherwise, they do. Yeah, how do they emotion. know? Totally so you, you grow as well. Do they you do. grow your own personal? Oh, sorry. Yes, I have outdoor here where I live, but you know, I occasionally I'll do a little uh, play with an indoor during. Uh, excuse me. Oh, by indoor, I mean uh, I'll do an auto flower maybe indoor during the winter for just for fun you know basically yeah Yeah, it is it's just fun to grow things because i usually don't get much out of them i'm not devoted enough to the auto flower to work on getting a really great yield out of them where i've seen people do amazing things with with those as far as the yield goes but um i'm still kind of an old-fashioned girl doing the outdoor crops and doing the photo period flowers and uh just uh, how long have you been growing cannabis specifically Well, you know, when I got really immersed in it about probably 2010 or so, when I started working at the nursery in uh, Northern California, where the community here is basically a cannabis growing community, it was the entire economy of our area. So 
It was surprising to That's me when shocking. I was working there how many people that you thought were straight as an arrow were actually also growing cannabis. <laughs> Almost everybody <laughs> in town was also growing cannabis. And it kind of cracked me up. But I got especially immersed into that end of the culture, but along with all the other plants, because I did work in the nursery where they grew just, you know, ornamentals, vegetable bedding plants, any kind of thing, you know, trees, fruit trees, etc. So I had a broad spectrum of you know plant growing knowledge and I, I had a lot of college education for uh, plant horticulture and things and so I that was always my field of, that I was interested in but I definitely got the total immersion in the cannabis thing probably starting back in 2010 where uh, you know that's all day every day with customers coming in with all their various concerns and questions and the nicest thing is when you can learn from somebody else's mistakes you don't have to make them yourself. So then, since then, we we're really we were at that store particularly big on educating the public on how to grow organically and not destroy the world and your habit. You know, we all want you to grow your cannabis, but not do it in a toxic way. And so we were only selling organic uh, growing products. We never sold uh, the toxic stuff that we wouldn't want on our shelves. And when the owner of the company sold the business, she thought she was going to be retiring. Well, one day somebody came to visit her at her home where she also had a crop growing and they were working as a trimmer. And uh, before they left, they left scabies in the home. And so she got a case of scabies and she couldn't get rid of the case of scabies. She did the over the counter stuff. She did the prescription stuff. She did every online remedy she could find. And she finally found this obscure bottle of God. No, I don't remember what it was being called at the time. Something about being clean and green, but it was recommended to try for the scabies. Okay. But really it was being marketed as a thing to kill bugs on your lawn. Okay. And, but if you looked at the packaging, you would, you would pass it by in a minute. It had no appeal whatsoever. It wasn't marketed well. She just found it at a desperate fluke. But when she tried it, it was God's gift. It cured the scabies. All she had to do was bathe in it. She put some in a hot bath and bathed in it for like 20 minutes at a time. And did this a couple times and just no more scabies. After months of just isolating herself and just being tortured by the itching and tortured mm. by the various treatments. And so when she discovered this, that's what became Dr. Syme. She said, this company is not being marketed properly. Everything is wrong. This stuff is great. I think it'll work on the plants. Because that was the same time that the russet mites were just moving into Northern California. We hadn't got them yet, but we knew they were coming. And she thought to herself, everybody's complaint about the russet mites was nobody can kill them. They're immune to everything. And she thought, well, if this can kill the scabies mite this well and without hurting me at all, just think maybe it would do the same thing to the plant with the russet mites and not hurt it at all. Let's see what it will do. So we that's we started doing experiments with that. Meanwhile, she got into negotiations with the owner of the company and she bought the company outright. So they work for her now. She changed all their bottling and their labeling and it's Dr. <laughs> amazing Dr. Zymes now. And it is it is an amazing, like I say, an amazing product for a lot of off-label uses because it was when we started off uh, testing it, it takes a long time to get things labeled for insecticide or pesticide. It takes quite a long time. A lot of oh, hoops yeah. to go There's through. There's a process and a lot of um, yeah. regulations and I think warnings right. that you're required to put on there. Yeah. Well, doesn't yeah. the FDA have to get involved? Oh, a lot of a lot of things have to get involved. And so, you know, mm -hmm. that's a to-do that's out of my league. But she she did, was taking care of that. Meanwhile, I was doing beta testing. But she was getting <laughs> bottling going. And then she thought, well, I can sell it as a cleaner where we can tell people off label it can do this okay but so she started originally selling it just as a cleaner so she could get it on the market quickly to help people and so in in the store where i worked in the nursery that was the first place she sold it because that was a store that she had previously owned so of course the owners were very friendly to her and we're going to say sure of course put this on the shelf and so we started getting the word out and she started getting sales reps to take it here and there but they originally it was strictly marketed as a cleaner and then nice. later on she got the uh, ability to market it as the organic pesticide and miticide because it doesn't have any kind of synthetic chemicals involved it's merely a process of fermentation and extraction and their their process is a really clean uh i don't really know exactly the details of what they do but they make a shelf stable product in the end so you don't have to worry about it you know blowing up on your shelf or growing biology 
uh, past the limit of the bottle's ability to, <laughs> to hold it. You know how certain bottles on the shelf will begin to turn round on you and you <laughs> have to open them up and yeah. let some gases out. And this stuff never smells stinky like so many biologically, you know, fermented kind of things can. So it's a very clean, a very well done process. And that's why a lot of people, they may do a similar product, but if, if you're not that cook you're not going to have that same cake come out you know we can all use the same ingredients but our recipes can come out different in the end because of the process that we used you know we'll all have a slightly different ratio of this and that or a different way that we treated it during our uh you know putting it together and so that you know my cake might taste horrible compared to yours or vice versa yes you just don't know some cooks are better than others. So there are similar products, but I think that the Dr. Symes is a rare thing. A lot of a lot of people just don't even understand how it works because it isn't a poison. It isn't an oil and alcohol. You're not burning and uh, suffocating them. It's, it, it's hard for people to wrap their heads around how it works. And then there's the fear of spraying anything in flowering. Right. But which since is all, it does... Yeah. It does dry without any residue of any kind. So mm-hmm. it's like, well, when water evaporates, you wouldn't be worried about that. There's no residue of any kind left. It evaporates, it's gone. And so, you know, if the if the testers in the labs aren't finding residue, I don't think there's anything to worry about. And the customers consuming the product have never, ever heard of any complaint of any kind. As no, to, you know, somehow I, mean, if you're I was about it, I suppose you could yeah, bud wash. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's it. They bud wash with it. Mm-hmm. You know, but if oh, people yeah. were afraid of this product, you could always just wash your plant off if it is that really <laughs> worried you because it will just rinse off if you want to rinse it off. We always recommend to people if you're doing a bud wash, don't rinse it off because that way you maintain your protection against spores settling. And uh, of course, when you're drying, you always want to have your fans going. You don't ever mm-hmm. want to trust anything. You don't want any spores settling on your product. No, I mean, yeah, you you still don't want to fuck up the dry process. No. Like, Like you get this far, and then it's like you throw it in something where it's like 70 degrees, 10% humidity, and they're like, oh, it's dry in three days. Yeah, I feel so glad. (laughs) Yeah. So you guys do, though, you say it's a cleaner and a pesticide. It does all these amazing things. Yes. Um, But don't you guys have a cleaner product that is coming out soon? Okay. Well, what it is, I think that it was out before and maybe something during the COVID, they changed their production because they had, you know, to trim things down Mm. during uh, times when there was less sales going on. And then right now the economical downturn isn't being especially friendly to any, any of us, but, uh, the difference between the cleaning product and the insecticide is basically just a difference in the concentration. I think the cleaning product is more concentrated because it's, uh, you're not as in as much danger when people see, uh, like in, on the cleaning product, they'll have things listed like, weak mild strong and that Mm -hmm. that doesn't make a lot of sense to people and we try to get a little more specific when we're dealing with plants that particularly we like to emphasize on a cannabis plant you can't go stronger than four ounces or you should never Mm -hmm. go stronger than four ounces per gallon of water and um, at that rate we don't even recommend you're normally spraying that we normally recommend that two ounces per gallon is preventative and four ounces a gallon is if you get an infestation of something and something breaks out that you weren't hoping to see but doggone it there it is anyway now what happens to a lot of people is they don't start spraying until they see a problem and then it's a lot bigger an ordeal to try to deal with it than if you can catch it when it's really small I've talked to those growers who are like, oh, oh, no, it's fine. I grow inside. I've never had a problem. And I'm like, way to throw that out to the universe so the universe yeah. can be like, hey, yeah, I heard exactly. you didn't have a problem. Let's change that. Like, exactly. Like, seriously, as I was reading that, I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> I'm going to go weekly IPM my plants right now. Like, um. oh, and... I have used um, Dr. Zymes in the daylight. Yeah, no worries. Like, did not cause leaf burn issues. So Correct. Um, yeah. I think the only times that it yeah. has for me is if it has been abnormally hot and bright. And, you know, I sure. just said, I don't care. The thing I'm looking right. at is worse to me than if I sunburned the leaf here. Right. So it, yeah. that has to we'll go suffer. now. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. 
Yeah, willing to take that chance, absolutely. Like, I've, yeah. Mm -hmm. So, stop. Oh, um, I hit break. Sorry, I guess that means it's my turn to speak. <laughs> well, I was just seeing if you had anything. So, or, you, you know. said, <laughs> right? Um, how long would you say a bottle of the Eliminator Lice? I know you said the shelf life is good and that it's not going to. Okay, you know, yeah. Turn well, as far as. On, yeah. You but know, you always have to have. How long would it last? I think basically it can last indefinitely on the shelf. But as far as legal concerns, they say two years. You can say either mixed or not mixed. They'll say two years on the shelf is good because I think that they have to say something just for the yeah, bottle. And, they do. But of course, that's Especially uncontaminated. Oh, please, California. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I know. I, love them, I but... have family out there. It's super fun. Oh. oh, the state of California is sad. The whole, um, the whole cannabis industry is kind of disappearing in California, except for home growers, because uh, the regulations have gotten so bizarre. You're they're taking your money before you made any. Uh... Um, the uh, presumption that you're going to be a millionaire and the, the the market was so glutted by humanity that, that you, nobody can get a price that's worth uh, being on the market for. So everyone's yeah. exiting the state if they're serious about commercial growing. Yeah, <laughs> that makes sense. handful I... that are left. Maybe, I heard or... that Colorado is kind of... Right. I heard the same thing is kind of happening to Colorado, too. I wouldn't doubt it. started leaving yeah. California, they came to Colorado, yes. and then now they're going to Oklahoma. <laughs> yes, yeah. exactly. Massachusetts, I've heard similar things. And, like, just the shit that we've gotten in Virginia from the dispensary was all, like, like what is this shit? What do you mean uh -huh. I just spent how much for this stuff? Like... Um, oh, I, yeah, and some states yeah, are like, so strict about regulating who can yep. grow. Like, they'll have right. 10 designated growers for the state. You're kidding me. And they're all yeah, crap. And then, and then they have these corporations who don't know how to fucking grow, and they're just looking at the bottom line, and they're like, do it or else. And then you have, you know, like, there was some, um, like, so my husband worked for a place in Massachusetts that did have good weed for a while. But then, like, um, af way after, I think after we left or so, but, like, recently enough, um, it started really going downhill, and they were having problems mm. with genetics and mold and, like, just shit. And, like, they even, like, they had gotten, like, they were on their third new head grower and... Oh, boy. Yeah. So, yeah, you, are, you see a lot of these practices, and I mean, I can just look inside the greenhouse and shake my head because they're always overcrowded. They want to squish everything right. into the smallest possible space. And, right. You know, they're because, just asking yeah. for trouble with their growing practices, yeah. and then they don't want to bother with the preventative maintenance because that's it's an expense and a hassle. Yeah. But boy, like, the headache just, it saves you. So out of touch. Like, so... Uh -huh. And not to shit talk either <laughs> Shaylee or my sponsor, but Spider Farmer put a little post out um, about their tent sizes. And they, you know, they, ha and they, they had their like, oh, this, you know, three by three can hold this many plants and a four by four can hold this many plants. And like, I was like, um, I don't know about that, you guys. Like, I got four plants in my four by four and they're pretty much filling the space. And they will because they are still in wow. early flower. Yeah. I'm pretty right. sure they're gonna, I'm gonna have a sea of green in there. There may be like one little patch of white, but I, I don't know. Like, I'm just saying maybe not all tents are, I don't know. I obviously, and the, like, I, you know, I try to be very professional it's about so it. And like, it depends on, you know, what pot size and. Yeah. And how big you're going to grow your plants. Well, sure. you know, I'm sure when they're babies and they haven't grown at all, you can sure. squeeze more in there. But as soon yeah, as if we keep them in like a half on. gallon or like a one gallon, then you can absolutely get six to nine plants <laughs> in a four yeah. by. Absolutely. They're very tiny. <laughs> yeah. But some people want that too. Like for, you know, maybe they're just, maybe they're testing or maybe they're just, they really want a lot of variety. Strictly. Usually they're breeders. Anyway. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> they're kind of funny. I can say, especially as I'm so used to outdoor growing, I, I look at, at plants and so tents and I 
it's a, it's a different world. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because uh, I look at outdoor growers and it I'm like, oh, it's oh my changing. god, a whole new Um, before we get too distracted, um, so maybe one doc- day we'll get there. Yeah, yeah. Does doctor yeah. so does doctor Zymes like does it break up the enzymes in pet waste? Oh, okay. I would say it not that it breaks up the enzymes, mm. but it could help to break up the pet waste. It okay. does by using its own enzymatic actions. Yeah. However, you know what it's fantastic for. I don't know if you've ever had a pet crap on your clothing or your blanket or your what have you. It's unbelievable to clean that off. It's like it's new again. I thought some stuff I was going to huh. throw away for sure. I didn't even want to look at it, but I said, you know what? I'll give it one chance. Holy moly. (laughs) Because I got um, some towels. I'm thinking, you know, the best way to to break down pet waste, really, I'm going to turn you on to Bokashi. Are you familiar with Bokashi? (laughs) I've definitely heard of it, yes. And And um, you can actually, you can get your pets to eat it because it it has a kind of a... It has a kind of an addictive flavor, kind of a new mommy kind of thing. So if you start Sweet, putting little right? bits of it into your, yeah, kind of vinegary, you put it into your pet's food, just a small amount of it at first, and you can increase a little bit as the time goes by. There's nothing at all dangerous about feeding it to them. It's like us having probiotics in our guts. And when it comes out, it comes out in their crap. And so they are already got those biology working, breaking down the crap really quickly. And it, and it begins to uh, decompose very fast wherever it lands. I start. You'll see it starting to grow mold and things in it. But those is the beneficial uh, yeah. biology that will help it to disintegrate quickly. Yeah, no, if that helps helps it break down and all that. Bokashi, like, absolutely. Bokashi's the miracle for uh, breaking down things that compost has a hard time with, which would be things like animal waste, um, animal bodies, you know, chickens, bones, and that kind of thing. Uh, Bokashi like can do these things, yeah, but you, you know, it can it can break down to greases and fats and things that regular compost piles aren't that good at. So it's one of those things that uh, is really great for accelerating composting of the harder to compost materials. Yeah, yeah, I I understand that. Like Shaylee and I both have like worm bins, so we have. <laughs> We're, you know, we have to factor that in as well as like, you know, just general composting, like right. little, like on a smaller scale, obviously. So, right. right. Yeah. Awesome. Um, well, part of the thing about the Dr. Symes that I really like is the way that it works in the environment as far as it doesn't harm the rest of the pets in the situation. It doesn't linger around like. If I spray some on and then it, it dries up and a bee walks through it, it doesn't hurt anything, uh, you know, with the other pests in the system. And so it only works if it's contacting the pest and if it's in its wet stage. Mm-hmm. And because uh, I do also raise bees and I have mushrooms here. And so I want all these beneficial biology in my environment. Oh, I have to tell you about the awesome experiment that I did. Because this is a thing, especially people in living soil are afraid, won't just kill my beneficial biology if I have to do a <laughs> soil drenching with it or something or, mm-hmm. or you know, on, my, on the surfaces of my leaves if I have to spray. Mm-hmm. And so I had to do this experiment once at the nursery because I had a situation with my compost tea. I mm-hmm. just made a great big 50-gallon barrel of compost tea and it brewing away and I'd left and this was the heat of summer, and the electricity power had gone out for some reason. Uh, Unbeknownst to me, while well, I wasn't there. And so course. by the time I got back, with all that heat and no more uh, agitated brewing and bubbling going on, the whole thing so, became a very stinky anaerobic mess, and that's what you don't want in compost tea. And I, right. went, and looked, I went and looked at the organisms under my microscope that I have for checking these things out. And I went, oh, my God, yeah, it's full of the, you know, guys that are uh, lo- thrive on low oxygen conditions, right? So it looked really nasty, and I thought, and it smelled horrible. I was going to have to throw it away, but I was, like, panicking. What am I going to do? My brewer was basically at the top of the driveway in front of the store. So if I just dumped it, all this nasty stuff would be running down in front of the store. You didn't want that for the customers. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, what am I going to do? What am I going to do? What am I going to do? And I, thought, I remembered, 
that when I had tested Dr. Zymes under the microscope before, I saw that it killed the bacteria in there. And so I said, okay, well, this is what I can do. If I throw some Dr. Zymes in there, I can kill the bacteria. Then when they die, they'll release the nutrients they're holding. And I can put that out on the plants and at least they'll get the uh, bioavailable nutrients that the that I was trying to get to them anyway. And the Dr. Symes will be acting like the predator in the system. And I thought, okay, let's try that and see what happens. So I poured in my 50-gallon barrel, maybe a half, half a gallon or so of Dr. Symes that I had. You know, we bought it by the 50-gallon barrel out there. And uh, <laughs> we had plenty. So uh, then, lo and behold, when I look at it under the microscope a little while later, I could see, yep, the, the, the bad guys, everybody was all dead. It looked, it looked pretty inert. And so then I went ahead and using my injector system, I went ahead and got all this fertilizer out, or compost, I should call it, uh, not really fertilizer. But this is the way I, that I fertilized my plants was to just give them compost all the time, compost tea. And they were very healthy. So anyway, I'm putting it out there. And it takes me about three days to get through 50 gallons of this stuff because it's just going in an injector system into my water. And so before the end of the third day, before that barrel was done, I said, I want to look at it again and see what I see. And lo and behold, all of the beneficial biology had just rebounded like crazy. And none of the none of the pathogenic biology had come back at all. I was like, this is so amazing to me. So apparently it <laughs> knocks them way back, but they rebound so quickly and they rebound so well. Yeah. And especially when they don't have the competitors on top of them beating them down so bad. Yeah. And another grower told me that when he uh, has to do a drench with the soil, with the doctor signs that his uh, mushrooms will tend to flush because they, the bacteria and the bad bacteria have just been killed and so they don't have that competition. So then the mushrooms will go, hey, I feel good about life. And uh, so that I thought was another real interesting development that uh, it also helps to assure people it really isn't going to harm your beneficial bacteria. It's the, uh, the nice thing about pathogenic biology is it actually is weaker than the good guys and it's easier to kill than the good guys so you know even when you're making a compost pile you'll let it heat up to 165 degrees to kill off the bad guys but then you want to turn it because if it keeps getting hotter then you'll kill off the good guys but up until that point the good guys are still doing all right and that's you know like one of those things that you can go yeah this is true the the bad guys are easier to kill if you just get it something to uh to do the job <laughs> Yeah. They just need a little help. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> a little push rest. over the edge. That's right. Come on. Yeah. Dr. Zyme's magic. Mm -hmm. Yes. And it yeah, is. Yeah. <laughs> it, it, seems, like, it seems like it sometimes. Yeah. Like, I heard about Dr. Zyme's from Cultivation Conversation when mm. I got serious a year ago. Um, oh. Like, or just over a year ago, whatever. And, like, you know, and I think I had a spider mite problem, like, shortly thereafter. Um, mm. And so I, you know, went to the grow store and was like, all right, I need this. And they're like, here you go. Oh, <laughs> and they're like, pretty sure it's cool in flower, too. Like, we don't know yeah. what we say about it, but we're, you know, we've heard it's okay. And I'm like, okay, cool. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And yeah, I've had that same 32 ounce bottle since. I'm pretty sure it's still at least halfway, if not three quarters of the way yeah. full. Like it's, yeah. But now that I know I can clean with it too, uh, yeah, oh, yeah. I, <laughs> I will be adding some to the wash here and there. Um, yeah, that's very good to know. That blew my mind about the dog, about being able to wash yeah. dogs and your skin oh, with it. Oh, fantastic dog bath. Yeah, and if you know yeah. anybody with scabies, boy, that's the way to get rid of scabies. And in fact, when you Absolutely. get out of the bathtub with it, it makes you, it feels like you were using a skin softener. I, I don't know what, it, you know, like when you, you have that feeling of being all silky smoothy. <laughs> it's very weird. Really? I think maybe it has a water softening effect because it's an acidic type product. So maybe, you know, uh, balancing the, the pH thing it is probably the reason why it does that. But I know when I went to visit her at one point while she was going through this, she said, you can't leave unless you you can't come here and visit me unless you take a bath with the doctor's eyes because I'm afraid I'll get you scabies. And I said, oh, that's so silly. I said, look, I'll take it. I'll, I'll do a bath myself at home, though, which I did. And so that's why I went, wow, this is amazing. <laughs> and wow. totally, there's nothing unpleasant about the smell or anything. 
And mm-hmm. when I'm spraying in my garden with it, I notice, you know, it, it, where I live, of course, I'm outdoors and the wind, I'm in a, a mountain valley. So the wind changes direction constantly because of the geography here. And uh, so you'll be spraying along and suddenly the gust will change and it all goes spray right in your face. And it's like, well, instead of being afraid, it's actually kind of pleasant. It's just, there's nothing about it that is toxic on your body or on your skin. And, and it, I keep thinking it's going to sting my eyes at some point, but it has never stung my eyes at all. In fact, I want to tell you another one of these off-label things that I did just because I'm being bold and brave and feeling like it, I don't really think it's going to hurt me. As uh, I'll get a sty in my eyelid every once in a while, a little infection. I don't know why they appear sometimes, but um, I took a Q-tip and just dipped it in a little of the doctor's eye straight and just rubbed it on the sty. You know, it never hurt my eye in any kind of way, and this sty just dries up and goes away. Oh, another customer I remember with a couple of cases. One was on cannabis. And another was on a tree, uh, and then another one on a tree as well, so two trees and a canvas plant, where they had a big, huge, gaping gash in the middle of their stalk, and it was, like, bleeding out. It was some kind of oozing liquid from the plant. And the one on the cannabis, the guy was the first one that I had heard of him. The guy said, I just poured the Dr. Symes on it, and next thing I knew, it all dried up, and the plant just kept growing. And I was like, wow, when I heard about that, I was so amazed. So I tried it on these two trees that I had come across in my life. One was at a friend's house and one was at the place where I worked. And it just, I poured it directly straight into the tree wound with no dilution. And the the wound just dries up and the plant keeps growing healthy. It was just okay. well, Well, one of these trees was a memorial tree for their dog that died. So it was a sentimental tree you wanted just to save, you know. Mm-hmm. And the another one was one that was a big old tree grown right next to the building of where our store was. And so you just didn't want the tree to die and fall on us or something. So maybe let's try to save the tree. <laughs> uh, but it, it just seemed to do the job that way. And uh, I think it has a certain power to, to dry things up like that. If you need to uh, fix a gaping wound in a plant, give it a shot. Yeah, it's the... Um... Like tree version or plant version of Bactine, only what's a better version yeah, there of you go. saline solution. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Something like that. It, is, it really is a different sort of a product. I mean, product. with that, you don't need any other products. It's it's all one. I mean, it seems Well, that's to be part of another part of the reason. Out. I do like it a lot is that it does replace a lot of different things. So, you know, even though I will need something else for the beetles or whatever, if I get an right. infestation of them, but I'll still, I can get so much out of the doctor's arms. I swear it was wonderful when I was at the nursery. And like I said, they did order it by the 50 gallon barrel. And I'd always had plenty. <laughs> Never run out. <laughs> Oh, man. How does Dr. Zimes handle the weight of just being so amazing? (laughs) I don't know. I'll tell you, when I, uh, back in like 2017 and 2018, before the big COVID came and everything got shut down, uh, I used to go with the owner to uh, certain kind of conventions like the Emerald Cups and things to promote her product and to help her answer questions with the customers because people will come up to the booth and have questions. You need somebody with a clue to answer them. Yeah. So it was always fun for me. I'd Some nerds help her. But some customers, I swear to God, they would come up to her with their arms out. Are you Dr. Zimes? You know, they don't know what to call her. Right. And they just, they want to hug her because she saved their crop. And it's just like, it's almost like a religion or something. These people are yeah. so sincere in their yeah. gratitude. And oh. well, we got a letter uh, that one, the owner, the person who owns it now just bought it from the original owner and he has been managing it for a few years. So I think it's going to be in good hands and <laughs> and nothing should change. It's just, you know, the younger guard is coming on. The older mm-hmm. guard is going going out. But um, I think it's going to be good. But he got a letter from a, a customer at one time talking about how, you know, it saved his crop and he was able to feed his family and rather than to go home to his parents. And it was like those kind of things just make him cry because you that's what it's all about really we're trying to help people to live and to have yeah. success in their crop and some people do depend on it for their livelihood and it's not just a hobby for some people and right. you really do not want to let these people down no and i mean whether you're you know, growing it for yourself right or yeah. someone else yes yes exactly 
And, you know, in this day and age, I just, um, I hear more and more news reports of more food shortages in the upcoming years Oh, and how like rural areas are going to get hit pretty hard. And, you yeah. know, it's like, so yeah, I definitely am looking at my backyard going, what do I need to do to grow food here? Cause like we, you know, Mm. we're Uh-huh. in like a zone seven a or some B or I don't know, one of the sevens. And so like we have a decent growing period. So you definitely, and, and now with the dog, I, I need to fence all that in cause she's eaten my cherry tree. My little, my baby cherry tree was less than five years old and she ate the crepe myrtle. So <laughs> it's good that the dog is cute. yeah, because that keeps her alive. <laughs> She yeah, ate our them, puppy's you guys, fun. like just Uh -huh. ate Oh, you know what I want to mention? Speaking of survival, get the, in fact, my next webinar is going to be on the successful growing of microgreens. Because regardless of how much space you have, you can always Oh, grow yeah. microgreens and And, get yeah. nutrient density out of them. And you get so much more nutrient out of them than you get out of the full-grown plant. But And this, this. you do have to spend a portion on seeds. So what you have to do is to find the sources of seeds where they'll give you, you know, bulk seed. You definitely aren't going to be going around and buying little pack, packets. So if you're saying, when is this? This is going to be the, the next Tuesday, the first tier, Tuesday of uh, November. I think that's maybe the third or something. I'm not quite sure which date it is. But uh, successfully growing microgreens is so important because not only to feed yourself, but if you have, if you live in a population area where you can like go to a farmer's market or go around to restaurants, you can commercially resell these and make a good living off of that. Sure. And it's so quick of a Oh, crop. yeah. You know, you, normally it's less than two weeks. It's definitely less than three weeks. And certain crops, I think there's certain little sprouts that do take maybe a more than a couple of months to grow but that's very rare most of them are like two weeks or less you your crop from start to harvest and so it Yeah. makes so much sense if you just can source the uh the right seeds so that you don't spend a fortune on seeds and that's part Yeah. of what i want to talk about in the webinar you know give people information so they can you know survival is important and boy times are weird now so <laughs> Yeah. let's all survive <laughs> That's definitely like one of the things that I started asking myself when I, after I got serious about growing cannabis, Um, I definitely started looking around at like, um, just my own sustainability in my garden. Like, oh shit, what am I going to do with all this used soil? I don't want to just throw it all outside. Like I need to figure this out. Um, but then also like, yeah, the, the food thing. And then now I have a worm bin and I amend my soil. Um, so your, your webinar, how do, so it looks like the first Tuesday in November is November 1st. So how do people sign up for the webinar? Okay. How do they find out information on Okay, the webinar? Yeah. How do well, we see that? normally either going to Dr. Syme's website or to my, I, in my Instagram page is uh, Okay. M-B-S-I-P-M or Integrated Pest Management is my, uh, is my Instagram, but there's a little link Okay. at the bottom of that uh, bio page that will, Cool. you know, Okay. fill you out a form and then they send you an email just before the thing, because it's a Zoom meeting. So the email has Mm -hmm. the link to join the Zoom meeting. And if you only sign up for one, you're automatically signed up for all of them. So you don't have to re-sign up for each and every one. They come once a month. And usually we get through without technical difficulties, but every once in a while, gee, many crickets. Technical Mm. difficulties come. Sure. And uh, we, we get through them as best we can. My worst one at the very beginning, I had actually, I, 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 I can't even tell you how stupid it was. I'm so embarrassed. I couldn't figure out why I had no sound at all. Uh, my, my headphone was plugged into the back and I didn't even see it and didn't even think of it. I had no sound because I didn't have my headphone on. But it was manually Oh, no. plugged into the back of the computer. I mean, Whoops. how? Woohoo! Okay, so <laughs> I've come a long way since that. Haven't we all? <laughs> but, oh, it <laughs> has been that bad before. But yeah, we're Lord still figuring have mercy. things out around here, so. Uh, well, we have a few under our belt. We're starting to get them uploaded to YouTube. So at a certain point, we'll be able to just look at them on our YouTube if we want to. Awesome. And uh, Or hopefully, weed tube. You should yeah. look, you should... I don't know. Do you guys, how, what do you, do you 
Are you familiar with WeedTube? How do you feel I about used it? to look at that. I used to look at that for a while, and I I uploaded a few things to it a long time ago. But then I kind of okay. just, eh, you know, I get yeah. so many things. I wasn't looking at it enough. I think one day mm-hmm. they sent me a thing that said, your account might be deleted for inactivity or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> well, all right. Okay. But it is yeah. another option. Uh, you may think about that. Yeah, it just they um they've created a pipeline, so they're trying to integrate things that people like on from like Instagram and TikTok and whatever. And um, they haven't they haven't gotten quite uh, you know they there's no music option, um no video editing option thing yet, Mm -hmm. but um they're working on it and you know it's this year they've definitely taken some steps. So. Yeah, you figure it's one of those things that's going to evolve and get better, hopefully. Yeah, because especially with, like, yeah. YouTube cracking down and, like, you know, I mean, they haven't, like, started deleting people's accounts randomly, but they've demonetized, oh, you yeah. know, people from a from being able to, yeah, a bunch of people, like, not just Hygen, but wasn't it also, like, Mr. Grow It and... Oh, a lot of them. Yeah, yeah. he's yeah. been deleted twice, so, yeah. It gets really tiresome keeping up with their. Yeah. 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 It's frustrating. (laughs) It's frustrating as a content creator. It's Mm -hmm. frustrating as a subscriber to the show where you're just like, well, what do you mean things are going to (laughs) change? So we hope. Yeah. Yeah. Hopefully, you know, well, you know, it'll be, we'll find like a good platform that doesn't threaten our accounts on the reg. Right. (laughs) I think WeTube is great, but it is about normalcy for me. I like Instagram because you get not just weed. You get a little of this. You get a little of that. I'm posting it with my recipes and my Thursday updates, my pets, you know. I think that's what we want is the end of the day. Broad interest. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, agreed. And, And definitely, like, I get annoyed when some... You know, people are like, I only want to see plant pictures. It's like, okay, cool, whatever. Don't look. It's like Disney There's Plus to me, that. where like it's great. Yeah, it's it's great for a little while. It's like I said, it's like Disney Plus, where you know when you want to watch like kid friendly stuff or something very specific, it's a wonderful mm-hmm. service. But then you know when that's all you're seeing, there right. isn't enough option out there, and so it, it gets boring. You know. I know, and and in our house, we'd like to change our option every couple of minutes. So you know, I'm into mm. that right now, but in an hour, I'm into something else. Yeah, yeah, it's all right, right. there. Yeah, and we've no. not had Netflix for like a whole like week now, and I'm like, all right, maybe it's time to update that payment option. <laughs> ah. <laughs> I have an expired card, and I was like, okay, that's cool. Let's just see what we do without Netflix for a little while. And uh-huh. now we're like, oh, we can't watch The Good Place. <laughs> oh, I love The Good Place. <laughs> People are always saying to me, do you ever watch such and such? And I have no idea. <laughs> Something on that. I don't get that channel. I don't I'm uh, almost 100% YouTube nowadays. It's just uh, for my TV wow. experience. Yeah. yeah. I go through phases with YouTube where, like, I'll be exclusively on there for a couple of weeks. And then I want to binge mm-hmm. watch a show, you know, <laughs> on one <laughs> weekend. Go. And so... Uh-huh. <laughs> But that's like where I learned TV. how to grow. YouTube's where it started. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, see, I, I was, good. I didn't do I don't that know if you've recently. ever tried uh, Rumble. Is a good enough, is another one they're coming out with. They're getting more and more uh, programs on that are the refugees of uh, YouTube. Okay. <laughs> Rumble. Yeah, they, they have uh, yeah. censorship. And it, the platform is very similar to YouTube. It just, you know. Of course, YouTube's got all the bells and whistles and everything yeah. else. So it's always number one, but right. it's, a, it's a pretty close second that you might think about if, you know, someday the platform did get shut down. But so far, knock on wood. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I quickly learned you have to have a backup plan because when your life is integrated into one single app, it, yeah. it can really mess you up when you're taken down. Oh, boy. So. <laughs> I'll say, yeah, yeah I, a lot of people on the Instagram you know, They'll be taken down and then they're just disappear. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. They either don't get their account back or they're just they're too frustrated with the process. Uh, yeah. You I know that the doctor signs. 
Dr. Zines was hacked a couple times, and so they had to come down. And then, uh, and then they had to rebuild their audience all back. And it, you know, these kind of things will just make your hair pull out periodically. <laughs> yeah. Because you think, as a company, you're like, look, I'm just making this insecticide, fungicide. <laughs> right. What the? It's, it's you know for the plants. It's for, yeah, yeah, it's for any plants. Like, yes, it's great no. with cannabis, but come on, like it's it's so silly. Yeah, I guess they got hacked in some kind of weird way, where somebody uh, like hijacked their account and was making uh, expensive advertisements, and they won't even tell them for what. And then, of course, they wanted money for the advertisements. And Dr. Sines was saying, we didn't make these advertisements. We, didn't know, we don't know a thing about this. And, yeah, so that was a big to-do. People can do weird things to you on these platforms if you're not careful, especially if you're a commercial business, because they figure you've got some deep pocket or something. Yeah. Well, you or must have insurance money or whatever. Yeah, God People knows. People make the mistake of adding their wallet to the, their, their oh. card information to their Instagram accounts. So when these hackers get, you know, ha into the people's accounts, they're taking your card information as well. Mm -hmm. I'm presuming worse things can happen than what I've seen. <laughs> right. Yeah. Well, yeah, and like, I don't, like, I'm sure we've all seen the... Um, oh, I, you know, I'm walked out of my account messages. Can you send a text or whatever the fuck they're yeah. trying? And you're like, yeah. no, get away from me. Oh, you're trying scammers. to hack something. Yeah, you're just, yeah. yeah, be careful with your email. I get emails every mm -hmm. day that I have to delete that are real obvious hacking things. But I can imagine how many people would just assume, oh, well, they're trying to inform me that something's gone wrong and I need to click this link and check it out. Yeah. <laughs> You dare yeah. click that link. <laughs> no. Like most my people Dave's... are smart enough they don't fall for that, but uh, most it does happen. But some of them are really like convincing. Like my day job mm -hmm. is accounting. I was an accountant for like a good ten years when I ran across an email that I was like, I'm gonna have to ask someone because it seems mm -hmm. like a phishing email, but uh -huh. and then yeah, no, they were like, Yeah, no, we've seen that. It's definitely a phishing email. And I was like, Okay, that's kinda of what my instincts right. were telling me. But yeah, so I've got uh this thing from PayPal recently and you know, oh. it's like something's wrong with your shipment and I if I had had a shipment coming, yeah, you're like, I might have clicked right. on it. But I knew I didn't, so I knew of course <laughs> this is some bullshit. You know. Mm. That's like somebody could easily think, Oh, they're just trying to help me. Yeah. I've definitely like yeah. gotten text messages, like something about like, oh, your CVS order or, or your, uh -huh. you know, your Walgreens <laughs> prescription. And I'm like, right? um, I don't have no. one. <laughs> yeah. Like I do not have that pharmacies, you know, right. as a, as a prescription place. So I, I, I know yeah. this is not true. So yeah. Ugh scam artists like good thing, job. I, i've been applying to a bunch of jobs recently so i have 417 right i have 417 numbers calling me and um you know i i, I think well should i pick it up maybe it's for a job interview or thank <laughs> you you will speak to a representative soon but we don't tell you <laughs> why we called you know You're but like, just nah. stay on hold i don't have time to <laughs> yeah. talk to you but just sit here a while and wait for yeah. me exactly. that's no. the worst <laughs> yeah probably not a job <laughs> yeah no <laughs> certainly not one you want to do <laughs> yeah. i mean i'm sure um, they have to make their money somehow they probably uh, do i mean i don't know what a hacker makes <laughs> scamming people but <laughs> better be good better be worth it i right. guess yeah whatever <laughs> i hope i don't have to find out whoops whoops <laughs> all right i think we got through our questions and unless unless i missed something okay. no i think that um, um sounded good to me as far as we're concerned yeah okay. it, we figured out that it does everything <laughs> yeah Right, everybody it's should amazing. have it. You can use it to wash amazing, animals, yeah. plants, people, absolutely. But follow um, the instructions. Don't overdo it. Mm -hmm, yeah. Mm -hmm. It is concentrated and, uh, formula. Mm -hmm. It won't hurt you, but it will hurt the small, sucking, soft-bodied insects. 
Yeah, 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 yeah. And right. mold some mildews. Yeah. Yeah. Yay! It's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> right? Well, well, you've already shared your Instagram information. Obviously, yes. everybody knows. Go check out Dr. Zimes. Go yes. check out Miss Mary Beth. Uh, that was M-B-S-I-P-M. Yeah? Yes, ma'am. Thank you. Uh-huh. Awesome. You're welcome. Did you have Thank any you questions? Thank you so much for coming on the show. Yeah. Do you have questions for us? I'm just so happy to meet both of you. It's been such a pleasure <laughs> talking with you and laughing this morning. Thank you. Absolutely. Angie and Thank Albie. you so much. Thank cool. you. Cool. Well, you know, I'm going to be looking for some fudged up recordings real soon. Oh, heck yeah. <laughs> I'll be getting on we that page. <laughs> heck yeah. We're going to, we'll definitely let you know, find you on Instagram and okay, all, all that will be in the show notes too. So absolutely. Thank you so much for coming on. An absolute pleasure, ladies. Any old time.